Welcome back to the NL Central State of the Division. I'm your host, Ethan Badowski, and joining me today is Clay Snowden. We have the pleasure of joining you on the second day of June. It'll be the third day, actually, in about seven minutes. We're recording late night here after I was at the Marlins game today, and Clay was keeping an eye on the NL Central. But it's uh, been an interesting two months in the NL Central, Clay, and you're going to run us through the standings here. These standings have been the same the entire season since opening day. So just kind of take us through where these teams stand record-wise after two months of the season. Yeah, it has not changed one bit. And I think we kind of saw that as a possibility before the season started. But Brewers are in first place, 33-20. and 20. Cardinals, second place, 29-22. and 22. Pirates, third place, 22 and 27. Cubs, fourth place, 22 and 29. Reds, the caboose, 18 and 32. But before we get going, I want to go through the May. We're going to talk about the month of May and kind of what we think about these teams so far through two months. I'm going to run through the records quickly for the month of May. Brewer, 17 and 12. Cardinal, 17 and 12. Pirates, 12 and 15. Cubs, 12 and 16. Reds, 14 and 13. Each team. In this awful division, had more wins in May than April. Now they played less games, but not by much. Everyone is trending up. Mm -hmm. You know why not? Everyone's trending up. Yeah, and Clay, I think the team that's trending up most, and we'll start at the bottom here, is your Cincinnati Reds. You know they started on a historically bad pace, three and twenty-two through their first twenty-five games. It was one of the worst starts in Major League Baseball history. But they are legitimately one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball over the last couple of weeks. They're playing good baseball, and a huge part of it is Joey Votto. Yeah, Joey Votto always starts slow. I was more concerned this year because of just how slow he started, but over the past 15 days, he's slashing 278, 395, and that's, 639. So that's, that's a Joey Votto OBP right there, yeah, 395. Yeah. That bat in the middle of the order has been huge, but the guy who I'm really keeping my eyes on is Graham Ashcraft, who pitched tonight and threw a gym. Um, so far the, this year, just a couple of starts, 1.53 ERA, 0 0.96 whip. He has an, just an awesome pick, picks, excuse, pitch mix, sorry, and uh, he throws 100 miles per hour, and then he drops a slider in on you. So it's it's one of those deals that if, if he can keep this up and – the issues with him and the minors were finding the zone. Hasn't had that that issue so far with the Reds. So if he can keep this up, that I mean, the, the rotation's looking bright with uh, Green and Lodolo plus other prospects. And just, it's hard to evaluate a team when they play such terrible baseball through the first month of the yeah. season. But now that we've played them, seen them play at more of a sustainable level, right? Like three and twenty-two was never going to hold up, but. Now that we've seen them, you know, 15 and 14, like you mentioned since then, and and just playing a little better ball, more reasonable, and kind of almost fighting with the Cubs a little bit for fourth place. What have you seen? What is your evaluation of this team through the first two months of this season now that we've seen a little bit more of a representative sample? Well, they got Votto back, who's playing better. They got um, Stevenson healthy. He missed some time. And they got Castillo back. Plus, you had Ashcraft and then green learning as he goes some really good flashes from him incredible first few innings in boston then kind of exploded so um they're getting players back that are talented mike minor will be back tomorrow or excuse me tonight friday night for his first start of the season not that he's incredible or anything but 
um, compared to some arms they've put out there. But yeah, so the Reds are heading the right way. Everyone is, including uh, we we did not mention the hats today. I'm wearing my Cubs hat because I want to talk about my new favorite player in the MLB. Um, Ethan has his just baseball hat. He's a company man. But I had to rep at the Marlin game tonight. You know, I was out there supporting the supporting the supporting the company. So. The Cubs are not doing better record-wise. I mean, they are slightly. They're still not a good team. But Christopher Morales joined this team. If you don't know who that is, he's a prospect that was not up at the top of their rankings or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Super utility guy. Can play short, second, outfield, third. And he's done just that since he's come to the Cubs. He's filling in that leadoff spot. And he's brought a new swagger to this lineup. Um, he's played in 16 games and every single game he's gotten on base, which is a franchise record to start a career. Um, he had a walk off the other night. He's had some home runs, a home run in his first career at bat. He's stealing bases. Mm. And the thing I'm most impressed with is he's 16 games into his career and he's laying off pitches mm-hmm. that are dropping out of the zone by a hair stuff that I, when I'm watching him, I'm like, there is no way a rookie this far into his career can lay off that pitch. And he does with like two strikes. He knows the zone. Um, and I'm actually going to be writing an article about him tomorrow morning. So oh yeah, keep an eye out for that. But yeah, the, the Cubs, you know, they have a little bit of, of fun on the way, I guess. Well, the, t- the guy that has the most fun for the Cubs is Wilson Contreras. Uh, and he has been the brightest spot in this team this year. And, you know, after two months, you kind of start getting a judge on what kind of year a guy's going to have or what kind of year a team is going to have, right? And we've said a lot for these first two months since we've been doing the show that we can't really figure out what the Cubs are. And I think we've kind of figured out that they're just not a very good baseball team. But we have figured out that Wilson Contreras is going to have a stellar year. Uh, he's have, He's got 156 weighted runs created plus a 909 OPS this season uh, and already eight home runs. And get this, Clay. This is something that's standing out to me right now looking at his uh, fan graphs page. 19.8% K rate for Wilson Contreras. That is crazy compared yeah. to his career mark. Last year, he struck out at a 28.6% clip. His career rate is 24.2%. That is a huge development for him. Look, we all know what's likely going to happen with him come July, right? We think he's going to be on another team come July. But the Cubs fans should enjoy him. He's one of the last holdovers from the 2016 World Series, and he is a great player. And him and Morrell and Patrick Wisdom is hitting the home runs, it seems like every night again and Frank Schwindel's hitting for some more power Ian Happ's had a pretty good year um and and a guy that we haven't talked about a lot recently but has put up a solid year all things considered is Seiya Suzuki he's got 115 way to runs created plus he's striking out a lot but he sees the ball incredibly well he's almost got a 13 percent walk rate the Cubs have some good players. They just haven't been able to put it all together this year. And I think that kind of goes back to the starting rotation, Clay. And then just some other holes on the roster as well. They just don't have the superstar firepower that they needed. You know, they're going with a lot of these journeyman guys and a guy like Morell, who wasn't a top prospect. They had the superstars and now they're gone and it's a different look Cubs team. But, you know, I just think if they would keep it together, that it could be a pretty exciting product in a couple of years. But You know, we all know what's likely going to happen come July. It'll probably be Contreras. I think Ian Happ is another guy that can be considered to be moved. But I think we finally know what the Cubs are, and they're just kind of okay. You know, and 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 that's okay. I mean, maybe they're they're even bad because 
the team, you know, they're looking up at in the standings right now at the Pittsburgh Pirates, which is the next team that we're going to move on <laughs> to here. And uh, I mean, you know, the Pirates just came coming off a sweep of the Dodgers. I mean, that's pretty impressive. That's something that I don't think anybody would have uh, predicted, you know, coming into the year, much less coming in the series. So um, what have been your takeaway about the Pirates? Because they're a team that's just kind of meddling out there right now, but playing better ball than you would expect, no? Yeah, yeah. They've shown up at times and they beat the Dodgers a few different times, which is so surprising. Um, if I remember right, I think yeah, it was they last got them week. in the in the series in Pittsburgh too, right? Didn't they? Yeah, and they they got after Julio Urias. And my issue with the Pirates right now is just, there's just not a ton of stuff to be dreaming on for the future. Mm-hmm. That's there right now. I mean, you have you know Cabrian Hayes, but I, I'm thinking more of pitching right now, and their pitching prospects are not going to be up this year. This is more of their position players, specifically infield prospects that are coming up, including Rodolfo Castro, who has flashed at times. The defense is shaky. The base running, he, he got caught in between third and home the other day in just a stupid play after he hustled out a triple that was awesome. And it's, it, you know, that that's what you do with young players. There's up and downs, mm. uh, stupid mistakes, awesome hustle plays. But yeah, the Pirates right now are just, I mean, it's David Bednar, who threw like 51 pitches the other night, by the way. I know we've talked about this before on the show. Like, they're going to just run this guy mm-hmm. into the ground and then, what, trade him at the deadline? Like, I guess. But, yeah, the Cardinals – or, excuse me, the Pirates, just just not too much going on there. And, I, you know, we could probably allocate the time better to talking about the Brewers and the Cardinals. Well, I just want to talk about a couple of things with the Pirates before we move on here. And one of them is the guy you mentioned, Cabrian Hayes, 121 rate of way to runs create a plus. He's hitting 292, 19.2% K rate. So good for a young kid. You know, of course, the numbers are down this year. So he only has a 759 way to run, uh, sorry, OPS. Uh, and he has, he finally hit his first home run recently yeah, I'm he saying did. now, uh, because I know that at least a couple of nights ago, the last time I saw, they were still looking for that. Uh, the other thing, but he, he's such a great player and he's such a great defender. I mean, I'm looking at it now. He's got nine defensive runs saved already. I'm pretty sure. Let me check right now. That's going to be right up next to Nolan Arenado. I know that for it sure. It is. I, I think uh, they're tied crazy he, he's as good a defender as you'll find in the league and yeah Jorge he's actually above Arenado Arenado has eight Jorge Mateo has nine so they're tied for the league in uh lead in baseball right now the other guy's Brian Reynolds and you know you start talking about how you get to May and you get to 200 plate appearances now 197 so far for Brian Reynolds you start really knowing what a guy's years are going to look like right this is looking like a really down year for Brian Reynolds so far. Only 106 weighted runs created plus, which crazy enough is a 725 OPS. I, I think OPS is a better judge of performance this year than weighted runs created plus is. 725 OPS, just simply not going to cut it for Brian Reynolds. Have you seen anything you know from watching him that makes you think this guy is going to get it going? Yeah, and you know, I'll watch him and like the other night he had a home run and, and every time he does something good, I think I'm just clinging to the idea of he can't be as bad as he's been. So I think, oh, he's going to kick it into gear and usually he doesn't or last mm-hmm. two games and then it's back to kind of a cold slump. So 
uh, it may just be, you know, an off year for, for him. And that happens when, when, when you look at good players' careers, they're not good every single year, usually. Yep. And the next, the next, uh, we'll keep talking about the young guys here as we move up the standings to the St. Louis Cardinals. One young guy that is absolutely tearing the cover off of the ball so far is Nolan Gorman. Uh, he got called up to to help out the Cardinals in the middle infield. There, they had some issues when they sent Paul DeYoung down. No big deal. Just 223 way to runs created plus in 10 games so far and striking out under 30% arm late and eat your heart out. 387, 472, 677. Really impressive numbers from the young guy so far, Clay. Yeah, he's he's looked good. He, he had a few games. He came up, was really hot. A couple of in, in, in his first game, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, he's providing a spark. And playing playing some some second base, they have Donovan playing some outfield and kind of all over. They have Yepes, and then Liberto um, Libertor Libertor. I told you every single time. Every, I'm, I'm gonna help you with it all year, man. I'm gonna get you through. Yeah, um, he pitched tonight and looked pretty. He he kind of got hit around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he got rough. You know, that, that's gonna happen. It's just I believe third career start. So, um, a lot to watch for for in St. Louis with the young guys, I did not expect them all to, I guess, contribute in the way that they have so far, but that's the Cardinals way, man. It, it really yep. is. They, they always are prepared, more prepared yep. than who they're playing almost every single time. It's crazy how they just pump these guys out that are just so effective at playing baseball. Yeah. You know, no no other way to put it. Like, they just play baseball. Uh, and speaking of Libertor, only three and a third inning, six hits, four runs, one strikeout against the Cubs tonight. The Cubs took care of the Cardinals, seven to five at Wrigley Field. Um, looking at the lineup here, I mean, there's one guy that stands out that has really struggled. That's Tyler O'Neill, another guy that you start thinking about. Okay, you know, it's it's June now. Like, yeah, you know, and, is and he going to get it going? And list. he just hasn't gotten it going at all. Yeah, and he hit the injury list with the shoulder issue. So I wonder if that was Gotta a yeah. man. We kind of just want to give him some time off and regroup, or if that was what was causing the the struggles mm-hmm. early in the year, but. Um, he'll be back soon enough. It's it's not confirmed exactly when yet, but um, yeah. And then two guys that two guys that aren't struggling for the Cardinals right now. Two of the best hitters in baseball so far this year are Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Nolan Arenado proving that he's not just a Coors Field guy. He is just a great all around hitter. Clay. He's got ten home runs and two hundred plate appearances, hitting two. Well, this is as of uh, I should mention that this is as of the beginning of Thursday. Uh, two eighty one, hundred forty six weighted runs, created plus, and that eight seventy two OPS. He's just such a solid hitter. And then Goldschmidt came out of the gates with nothing, just like some of these other Cardinals, but he was the got a be a serious contender for National League Player of the Month in the month of May. Look at him these and Mookie, numbers, yeah. Yeah, look at these numbers, man. 353, 429, 625, 196 weighted runs created plus 1.054 OPS and 11 bombs already. I mean, this is a guy, you know, Goldie on track for the Hall of Fame, I think you have to imagine. And he is really taking his game to another level in St. Louis this year. What have you been most impressed by, by Goldschmidt and Arenado this year? They're just aging well, Um, especially Goldschmidt. I thought, I keep telling myself, like, he's getting older. He's 
he's not exactly and he's a he's lot 34. of miles on I was, I was surprised that to see that he's 34 yeah he, he has a lot of games under his belt um i didn't think he'd be like bad but i i did not expect anything like this it's it, it's just been crazy um but yeah they they are you know stringing together some games i i still think that there's something missing on that team but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how, how aggressive they are as the deadline nears um, next month. Is a Xander Bogart come to mind, Clay? I don't know. That kind of sounds like it could be the answer there. But I also still think, you know, and, and we'll talk about the Brewers. This will kind of lead us into the Brewers. I still think the Cardinals, you know, in the long term kind of have the upper hand in this division. Uh, but the Brewers are playing really good baseball. They just find ways to win. But I just still think the Cardinals are going to hang around. I certainly think that St. Louis is a playoff team. But you're right. I would like to see them go out and get another starting pitcher. You know, if Jack Flaherty returns in form, like that could be huge for them. And then also I would like to see them add another bat in the middle infield. But like I said, they're looking up in the standings right now. Just three games behind, actually, much closer uh, than I would have thought they were. Um looking up at the Milwaukee Brewers who are 33 and 20 clay. We're going to do this all year, man. And we're going to keep looking like idiots, but Mm -hmm. I just don't, I just don't see it with this team. Like this lineup is kind of thrown together, pieced together. Uh, Freddie Peralta and Brandon Woodruff are dealing with injuries now, and neither of them have been great, especially I, I think Woodruff has been the worst of the two, but I mean, Corbin Burns is just dominant. He's one of the greatest, you know, one of the got to be a top five pitcher uh, in baseball, maybe the best pitcher in the National League with Jacob deGrom down. But they just seem to find ways to win and they beat good teams too, don't they? Yeah, and they only have two of the the regular players, Omar Narvaez and Luis Urias, who are hitting, or excuse me, their on-base percentage is over 320. Um, I think Yelich is right at 320. Um, and, and, you know, you have like a Rowdy Telez who's hitting bombs, but he's under 300 OBP, and it, it just does not seem like this will hold up. They've, they're just going to ride the, the pitching. But now, as you mentioned, Freddie and Woodruff are both injured, and Peralta is going to be out for a while. They have to lean a lot on Eric Lauer. They're going to have to lean on Aaron Ashby, who's been pretty good and and looked great in his last start. So we'll see just how deep this rotation is. I think we're going to have questions about the lineup until they make a move. Um, Willie Adamas has been injured as well. So um, it's one of those teams that it's just not a sexy team. Like the Tampa Bay Rays are not a sexy team. And every single year I say, there's no way that this team can win, but Hey, you know, time time will tell in Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I mean, look, they're just finding, like I said, just finding ways. I mean, they found a way tonight. They scored four runs in the ninth inning tonight to beat the Padres five to four. That's Thursday, I should say. Um, but they dropped two of, they split a series with the Cardinals. They dropped, they, uh, again, they split a series with the Cubs. They went out to San Diego and won two or three out there. They won a series with the Braves. I mean, I'm just, you know, you're talking about some of the better teams in the National League, some of the measuring six in the National League, and they are matching up well to some of these teams, uh, and they're playing pretty good ball, and they're beating up on the bad teams in their division, and they're playing pretty good ball against the Cardinals. So they deserve some credit. Clearly, they're a good team. Clearly, they find ways to win. 
Do I think they can contend for a National League pennant? We'll address that later, but yeah. they just find ways to win right now. Um, and, and I mean, 33 and 20 is certainly sitting really pretty atop the division. And I think it might even be, uh, let me check really quickly, you know, more towards the top of the National League as well. Um, they are the third best record in the National League behind the Mets and the Dodgers, who we know are absolute juggernauts this year. So this team is competing. I would love to see them match up with what it looks like when they match up with the Mets and the Dodgers. That'll happen eventually. Um, come playoff time, you know, whatever. But we'll talk. We'll get to that later. But like I said, um, fans of Milwaukee have got to be happy with the way that they're playing ball because it's working. Whether we like the recipe or not, it works. You know, they're carrying along guys like Kutch and others that are Lorenzo Kane that aren't really making an impact. Even Yelich, you know, 97 weighted runs created plus dude, he's got a 694 OPS. If I'm doing my <laughs> math right, right there for Christian Yelich. And he's striking out 25.6% of the time. I mean, just not a great hitter anymore. Don't really know where it went. Don't know if he'll turn it around eventually. Um, but it, look, man, it, it's working for them and, and, and more credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's look ahead now to what is coming. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals and Cubs are locked in a weekend series now that started tonight. They play four games at Wrigley Field. Uh, and then let's see where the Cardinals go to next. Sorry. I'm just, do you have, do you have the, the matchups written down? Clay? I, I, I do not, but I'll, I'll talk while you, uh, <laughs> pull them up, but let's see. All right. So the, I got the Cardinals here. They got four against the Cubs this weekend. Uh, and then actually five against the Cubs because they play a double header on Saturday, the old scheduled double header at Wrigley field, a beautiful site. And then they go for three against the Rays in Tampa on Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and Thursday. And then let's keep going here. Yeah, so the the Cubs won the first game tonight. Um, and one thing that I've noticed is Harrison Bader's kind of turning it around a little bit. Um, I don't know if he'll ever pan out to be much of a hitter, but if he can, that that is such a big, big development, especially with Carlson out or, um, yeah, and um, O'Neal out. Yeah, and, and the Cubs, uh, as you mentioned, like I said, they got the five against the Cardinals this weekend, and then they get two in Baltimore with the Orioles, one of those rare AL matchups. So they've got something easy coming down the pipe, but an interesting matchup as they go to New York after Baltimore to go see their old friend, Anthony Rizzo. Clay, what's going on with the Reds? What happened to them tonight? They beat up on the Washington Nationals. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, great. Graham Ashcraft pit and he was awesome um the offense came alive late uh kyle farmer is on a tear right now uh, which is bad for me the you know I, I i'll go ahead and say i've slandered kyle farmer once or twice um but no he's on a tear the the offense is playing pretty well and they're r- racking up a win here and there now washington and the Reds are both at the bottom tier of the league, so it's not like they're beating anybody too impressive, but I'll take a win. The Reds coming up uh, have these four games with the Washington Nationals, and then they hit, they stay at home for four more with Arizona. So, Clay, you're looking at 18 and 32 with eight in front of you against Washington. Well, seven now 
against Washington and Arizona. Got to be feeling good. And then they go to St. Louis after that for a matchup with the Cardinals. Uh, the Brewers took that late inning, late rally uh, to walk off against San Diego Padres. They've got them for four this weekend. Then they go to Philly Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to face the Phillies. And as you can probably tell now, we stalled just enough time for me to pull up all the teams here as I've got the Pirates schedule. They host the Diamondbacks, so the Diamondbacks are seeing the NL Central a little bit uh, starting on Friday, a three-game weekend set, and then two against the lowly Tigers Tuesday and Wednesday. Some not great baseball going to be played in that series. Hey, the Tigers are playing pretty well. I think they've won six or seven in a row, um, turning it around a little bit, but still not a great team. Yeah, no, and and – Pirates, we'll see if they can keep up playing some good ball, but some of the teams that they have a better record than was pretty shocking when I looked the other night. Clay, any final thoughts as we move into June on the National League Central? I don't think so. Go ahead and uh, sign off for us. Yeah, check out Clay's article on our boy Christopher Morell. Been a real big spark plug for the Cubs. Uh, we will talk to you next Thursday. For Clay, I am Ethan. <laughs>